If you're the kind of person who enjoys listening to the sound of the cadence of my voice, then this is the podcast for you. Hello to listener Steph. Thanks for the feedback. We were going to do a car pun in that. I'm really glad you didn't. The cadence of your voice. Oh, I never said that. I don't know what you're talking about. If your holiday snaps are 50% or more just car photos, then this is the podcast for you. I'm Sam. And I'm Nick. And this is just going for a drive. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Hey, on that on that holiday snaps problem. What do you got? I was going through some recent holiday snaps, and of course there was there's a bunch of car photos, but it's always been part of you know, every sort of bunch of holiday photos I've ever had. I've keen photographers, so I've always always keep them. Yes. And there's yes. always a car very photos. Good at that. I, I go back and trawl through them. But my son was recently on his first international flight, went with his, his nonna. And the rest of his uncle and aunt, like we're the whole family went to Tokyo, Japan. Yes. And let me tell you, like for a, a young, nascent car fan, a, a young guy who's just getting into it, it was just heaven. Yeah, absolutely. And he was spotting left and right. He was just seeing things he'd never seen. And and spotting for the listeners at home? Spotting is uh, when you are in a, in a town with a lot of cars and you spot them. Ah, yes. There's yes. one. Yes. There's another one. Or the sound that quite often happens is, oh, which is the sound also ties in as well. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's all I hear. So he's on this holiday and he's kind of sending things back. And we've got like a family Discord chat going. Right. With my with my parents who was, they didn't go. They were at home. He was going with uh, with, with his uh, with his mum's mum. And so my parents are at home and they're all excited because they're going to be getting these, you know, little Discord messages from japan you know they're thinking there's a grandkid he's going to be there with a a cool gate or a i don't know horizons being expanded there's mount fuji in the background or something and they're getting nothing because he's 14 why why the hell would he bother just you know writing to anybody so busy i got on the text line to him i sent a little message i said charlie just nana and granddad are kind of wanting a few photos because we've been telling them and sending the few through that you know, your aunt and uncle are nice enough to send through, but could you just send Nana and Grandad just a bunch of photos of you on holiday? That'd be really good. Send you through your holiday snaps. Sure, Dad. What does he send through? A huge dump of just cars. 25 different cars. Actually, no, probably 18 different cars. Some from different angles. And that's all Nana and Grandad got for the first four days. Oh, lucky Nana and Grandad. Of their only grandson's First foray internationally, just random cars parked on the street. Ah, uh, I like it. I like it. I would have, I would have liked to see some of those photos. Uh, well, I, I can, think I no, have seen them. You, you have seen them. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've cherry picked the best ones because he's actually he's good. Yeah, he's he annoyingly is good. He's a good photographer. Yeah, he does a good angle and gets the colours right. And yeah, that's that's uh, get, let's get him on the pod. And he wraps them up and like puts them on Instagram with the you know the reels and gets movies and good shots playing with them and. Oh, it makes me furious that he's already better at this sort of shit than I am. Stupid pride. Oh, God damn it. I'm so proud. <laughs> All right. Just going for a drive. Just going for a drive. Let's crack on. Let's kick off with some shout-outs. Shout-outs. Good idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, what about this? I'd like to give a shout-out for people that have come to us for car advice, and uh, we've given it out. I've found out recently that a friend of mine, Mahin, hi, Mahin, friend of mine still has a car that I recommended more than 10 years ago and she still refers to it as Nick's car. It was a it was a Honda Prelude. It was a little, little bit funky. It was something that I knew that she would she would enjoy and that it would give her a lot of years of reliable motoring and I've been proved correct. It has. Did you advise her to buy it 
not new at the time. No, it wasn't new. It wasn't new at all. It was second hand. It was a really it was a good deal. It was a good deal. It was a good car. And uh yeah, I'm glad to hear that it's still it's still on the road. Still and you picked a future classic as well. They don't yeah, that's make true. good well, preludes anymore and you'd be You know what we're like. We are we are cutting edge. We are the car elders. Car elders. Can I say that? Well, yes. Oh yeah, I kind of wanted to get into this. I was trying to think of people whose cars I'd I'd advise them to buy, but every I've I've definitely done this. People have come to me for car buying advice, and yeah, I've yeah. of course gone over the top straight to car sales. And you want to know their what's, what's your budget? Helping what's, people buy cars. What's your need? Where can when can we go? Shall I take you for a test drive? Actually, on that, right in. If you're looking for a new car, yeah. you're not sure what to get. Give us a budget. We'll find you the best car. We'll do it. It'll for you. almost certainly be a Toyota Corolla. But let us know, and. Uh, We'll, we'll help you out. We'll quickly climb a mountain, we'll sit in a cave, come up and find us, and we'll advise you to get a Corolla. But anyway, yeah. We'll That's find kind you of the, the catch-22. If, if you went to become a car-buying elder, yeah. you realize that the only advice that you ever need to get out is buy a Corolla. Yeah, that's right. If you're what not, do you need? Oh, okay, yeah. so you've got three kids and you do need to do a bit of towing on the weekends. You do like to get away, but you like something sporty and fun. Corolla. Corolla. Yeah. All of the above. Yeah, just, just just get a Corolla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry I interrupted. No, no, I, I think I'm plowing into it anyway. That was always something that people would come to my dad about. Yes. This was yeah, something yeah. I was kind of looked up. I sort of noticed people would sort of ring him like mums, mum, friends of mums who yeah. kind of like they just, oh, God, they needed a car and it was mystifying. And this was in the days when you had to look them up in the paper or go to a spooky dealer who would definitely rip you off. That was always the thing, wasn't it? The dealers was always like, oh, you, you you can't trust dealers. I better come with you. But actually, you know, if you know what you're doing, it's they are fine. They are nice. You, you just need to, you need to know what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, speak with someone that does. Speak to someone who likes cars. They will see you coming. Oh, that, yeah. that only goes for new car dealers. Yeah. Yeah, used car dealers are all... <laughs> Yeah, not friends of the pod. No, I, uh, I, I hesitate. I've, I've been burned. Yes, I've been burned buying from a dealer. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, before. But I always remember kind of looking at Dad and going, "Man, I, I wish I had the knowledge. Just yeah. the, the elder statesman to buy an elder statesman." <laughs> Which wouldn't be recommended. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be on no, my list of recommendations. Not unless you had, yeah, not unless you had some good good papers behind a, an old elderly statesman. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are a money pit. Long model yeah. run though. Yeah, yeah, and they absolutely. can look great. They can yeah, be real, yeah. just be absolutely. comfortable. Hey, look, we're not talking about statesmen today. <laughs> no, so, what yeah. are we talking about? We are talking about moving on to test drives. drives. Speaking of buying cars, hey, look, this weekend that's just gone by, Sam and myself. Trundled along to Porsche, as we often do. It was Porsche Day, and as a Porsche owner, we get a little little invite. Come along down and uh, look at the latest models and, and the old ones, some classics. And get free chips. Free chips. And a little burger. Free coffee. All the coffee you want. Speaking of a family day, I can't believe you can just walk in and just be like, yeah, just sit in some half-million-dollar cars. And I brought Mel along, and she got a nice little lunch, and just like, oh, it's free. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Nice I mean, music. just need to have... Someone that has bought a Someone Porsche. Bought a Porsche. Yeah, but yeah. It, yeah, it's a great thing to do. And we thought, you know, let's make a day of it. Let's, ah. let's do some other things. So what I did was I thought I'll organize a bit of a treat for Sam. Ooh. I thought, 
what I'll do is I'll give I'll give our, our good friends at Bentley Motors a call and uh, organise a test drive for us. Hello, is this Mr. Bentley? <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's just away from the phone. Can I help you? This is Mook Bentley. I said that I was interested in the Bentley Continental. I'd like to take it for a te- I'd <laughs> well, like to take it for a test there. drive. I didn't specifically say that I was going to buy it. I just said that I was interested in it, and I am interested in it. Me too. Who is not? Yeah, and they were very accommodating accommodating actually they said like yep that's that's great when can you come down i said saturday two o'clock yep great bent over backwards for me fantastic did you at that time did you drop well i'm just going to be going through the porsche center no i'd never mentioned <laughs> never mentioned because that's I the kind of thing you, you never mentioned upgrade. That. Yeah, yeah you know that. it's porsche day there and i own one so of course i'm in the well you know they they asked would i be interested in trading in <laughs> i was like not really like, oh what have you got at the moment and you know, I said I've got a Porsche. I got a Porsche McCann, and so I guess that that was enough to pique their interest. But Bentley is a different league. Mm. This is this is significantly more. You should have said models. you had five Porsche McCanns. Yeah, yeah. Just just for those that are not aware, the Porsche Cayman is one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. A lot of money. Whew. But if you take that one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and you add a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Then add a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, hang on. Wait. Yeah. Then add one hundred thousand dollars on top of that. Yes, on top uh, of that. Okay. I've then got... add one hundred thousand dollars. Yes. Right. You got that. Hang on. Is this like one of those birthday sort of jokes where it turns out that it's your it's your actually your age, and then you have to cross the river? No. <laughs> and then finally, just for good luck, yes. add one hundred thousand dollars. That's the price of the Bentley that we were going to test drive. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we're driving around in something that costs significantly more than a lot of houses. <laughs> Most of our houses. <laughs> anyway, so I, I can't believe my luck. We've got a test drive for Bentley in the afternoon. What a great what a great thing to do! And you do a good surprise package as well. You said I've got a test drive and it's a surprise, and I'm not telling you. The vault is locked. Yeah, and I was excited all week. Yeah, I'm I'm good with my surprises. They yeah. generally pay off. Yeah, this one didn't. Ah, uh, because someone with significantly more money than either of us just swooped in and bought it before the test drive arrived. Mm. And on the uh, Friday afternoon, the dealership contacted me and said, "Sorry, car's been bought. You know, we'll let you know when another." Ironically, one comes for someone in the market for a Bentley Continental, too slow. Yeah. Too slow, too slow. Bentley drivers aren't fast. The cars are, but they are not. They no, are taking their time in their in their twilight years. Wow, that's a huge burn on you. Then you were too slow for a Bentley buyer. Yeah, I know. Wow, oh, embarrassing. However, so, so, however, um, I said, well, what about what about the Bentayga? <laughs> Do you happen to have any of those in stock? Because you know, just so I can compare and contrast. Yeah. I'm in the market for a large sports coupe. Have you got anything in a in a Absolutely anonymous, massive SUV. (laughs) And they came back to me Saturday morning. So the day of the the day of the test, they came back to me and they said, "Yes, we've got a we've got a Bentley Bentayga that you can you can test drive today." I can't believe my luck. And all I needed to secure it was a twenty thousand dollar deposit. Ooh, yeah, (laughs) that's too much to pay for a test drive. I mean, you would get it back but it's uh probably <laughs> that's yeah that's risky so we didn't end up testing the bentley needless to say but thinking quick <laughs> listeners i know you're shocked and disappointed <laughs> you can't believe it but we did have another test drive 
We organised another test drive on the fly, and hello to the good people of Audi Solitaire. Hi. Because they were very accommodating, and they got us straight into an Audi S3. Thanks, Sam. Another Sam at There's Audi. another Sam. Hi, Sam no from Audi. Business, so I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. He was lovely. He was a delight. And so we took we took the S3 out for a drive. It was an experience. Let's, let's talk about the S3. First impression? My first impression was it was very, very, very extraordinarily nice. Mm. Yeah, that was kind of it. It was just, it was nice. It was very nice, but it, it didn't excite me in any way. I'd the thing that caught my attention first and just put me on a little bit of a positive yep. note was I love a quilted leather seat. Oh, Absolute yeah. sucker. If it's got quilted leather, it's yeah. already looking good. And the S3, the one that we drove, had it. And quilted I was excited. Seats. And the, But then when I sat in the passenger seat, it was fine. It felt sporty, but the longer you're sitting it, I want to say I felt like I was sitting on the seat rather than in the seat. Yeah, and that is a that's a great way to put it. I felt the same way. You know, nothing wrong with this car. No. Very smooth... Comfortable. Um, very quick acceleration. Mod cons. Um, mod cons, everything you could mm. ask for. But it just wasn't. Now, the S3 is $80,000, $86,000. It's not a cheap car. But I really feel like you need to spend more if you want a fast car. And if you don't want a fast car, don't get the S3. Get the A3. A fraction of the price. Mm. And it just as comfortable. Just as nice. Just as smooth. In fact, Audi do do their suspension and their steering feel is really good. Hmm. It it, it is good. Want to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would want to be, yeah. and 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 it is. But you get that same steering feel from the A3 as you would in the S3. I don't want to get too car nerdy about it. If you want, if you want fast, you need to splash a little more and get the RS3 because the S3 is not special enough yeah that's that's the term i guess it wasn't it wasn't really special you know it had the fake stitching at the front that was the weirdest thing from the passenger seat i suddenly had that realization that everything that i was touching was plastic i was sitting on leather seats for sure but everything else like the handles the the dashboard the controls was all nice and solid but it was all plastic and it felt like really nice solid plastic i think that was the takeaway from the whole car experience wow this is all really the highest quality of plastics of plastic great plastics and why am (laughs) i not just going down to toyota and getting a brand new camry with all the trimmings or going up to tokyo prestige and getting myself in like something fun or funny like a majesta or a crown you know why not that's a toyota with a v8 in it yeah Absolutely. I mean, it's special. Yeah. Like we were saying when we were testing it or shortly afterwards, this is competing really with a Toyota Camry. But a Camry is a fraction of the price. And it's just as comfortable. And the Camry is not going to steer as well as the Audi around tight corners. Mm. And it won't be as fast if mm. you really push on as as car enthusiasts like us like to do. You have to do that on a test drive. You have to. Yes. You have to. And it was in it was in sport mode the whole time, and that was the frustrating thing as well. I like when you're driving around, you're a stomp on it. You want to know that you're off somewhere, and it just had the slightest hint of like, whoa, there's some roar yeah. from the accelerator. Yeah, a bit of but noise, and yeah, not much. No, not enough to. No, not enough to warrant that price tag. If I was going, okay, here I am in this car. I want some excitement in yeah. my Audi S3 buying life. That's just not enough. 
It's like someone says exhaust note, just the words exhaust note, and then now I'm driving again. Just think, I'm thinking about it, but I'm not experiencing it. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you want a, if you want an exhaust note, you know who does it well and for a, for a good price. Hyundai, the N-Line series. Oh, yeah, yes. they get a good crackle and burble out of the out of their engines, and it's really like that kind of cool. Like you hear something coming up behind you. Like, oh, What's wonder this? what is what is it? What piece of exotica is behind me? And you turn around. And it's a Hyundai. And you're looking past the Hyundai to see what it is. Oh, what's behind the Hyundai? Where is it? Yeah, but no, the, the N-Line Hyundais, they sound great. They sound better than the S3. If you have ever turned around to see an exhaust note and gone, a Hyundai, then this is the podcast for you. You know it's true. We've both done it. Yeah. That blue. Yeah, that blue. That blue um, that it's got. Yeah. And it's got funky folded lines along the side. It's really funky, actually, the... We were not planning to talk about it, but we are now. They're really funky lines. And actually, when you see a car with, with a lot of detail and those sort of folds and those funky lines, that's expensive to do. It's much cheaper to make flat panels. That's an expensive thing for manufacturers to do, to have those folds and funky lines. So I know that's true, but it can't be true. Definitely is. Just get a press and you press the door and then <laughs> put some kinks in it's it. It's a bit more engineering than that, I suppose. They have a cool now. Back to the S3. Back to the S3, back to the test drive. Actually, this is this is good for me to know and good for my stu. Put some put some coals onto the fire of my ego. <laughs> I'm already getting burnt. <laughs> Compare it to sitting into my car. You were mentioning that. Oh, earlier. here we go. Yes, no, I accidentally said what I really thought about driving around in Nick's car, the Porsche Macan. It's the base level. He um yeah, he had to wash dishes at the back of Porsche for quite some time before they'd let him even in the building. But no. Yeah, when you do a runner, they make you do the dishes. It's weird that they even have dishes. Yeah, they made they, they make special Porsche dirty dishes for you. <laughs> that, that's how special it is. This is the car that Nick keeps absolutely pristine. But when I'm sitting in this nice McCann, I'm not touching plastic. I'm touching just absolutely just tight leather seams everywhere and when i when i little, you, when i let you touch it when when i and then when i stop doing that i get in the car but <laughs> i i like the the buttons all feel nice the the buttons are all they may be plastic but they don't feel like it they feel like little chrome little metal bits if i was ever allowed to touch them which i don't yeah you can touch them when you you just have to keep the gloves on <laughs> the special Porsche branded gloves but yeah, for uh, for extra money, if you're in that realm, I think you can sort of stretch to get into just something that feels feels nicer. Like yeah. that's obviously where you are. You're buying a, a, a let's face it, a pretty standard, boring looking white yeah sedan, and that's fine. That's what you need, and that's what Audi have done well. They've made a good name for themselves in that, like making sleeper cars, like cars that look like a standard car, mm. but they are not they are going but yeah and that's i was mentioning this to you the other day after the test drive you want when you're buying a car you want a sense of value and it doesn't matter how much the car costs it's a sense of value to yourself and i feel like because i did look at audi before buying the porsche and with audi i felt like it was you weren't getting as much for your money Hmm. you know what i mean so it doesn't it doesn't matter what the price is it needs to you need to feel like you're getting a good sense of value for, for, from the car. I think the clearest example of that from the S3 was sitting in the passenger seat, looking at this dashboard, which is all nicely appointed. It was fine. But across the dashboard, just at my eye line, was probably like a foot and a half of 
stitching. Yeah. Just these little little sort of cross stitches. Looked like they were holding two seams together. They weren't. There was just a foot and a half of slightly, it was a gray, a dark gray dash and it was light gray stitching. But the stitching went from nowhere to nowhere. Yeah. It wasn't holding anything together. It looked like a Batman villain. Just trying to hold the face together, the scar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it looks like a Batman neat, villain. But... The, the bits around the back where the... <laughs> the makeup artist has gone, just put some extra stitches on it so it looks scary. Look like 1960s Batman. <laughs> Back when he fought some real villains. I have to say, I know very little about Matt. About Matt. About Matt, 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 Matt. You can walk all over him. <laughs> Why I no. want to wipe my feet with you, Matt Man. I want to say, I know very little about Matt Man and Batman. And yeah, I think I've mentioned Ooh. him like three times now. Batman. <laughs> Batman. Look, the Batmobile <laughs> is hard to get away from if you're talking Yeah, if you're talking cars, cars that's, 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 but the that's guy a who car drives that everyone it, knows. Is that Robin? Robin brings it around the front. <laughs> and then he gets in the car. Ah, oh, Robin. He is an icon. What kind of icon? Never mind, let's move let's on. Let's just put him on the hood of the bonnet and we'll say no more about it. <laughs> All right. Batman. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's the that's the story of the day we tried to get a test drive with Bentley and failed dismally. But you know, we had a nice drive. I think they saw you coming. Yeah. I think instead of just refusing maybe a potential future customer, maybe what, twenty years? 30? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Thought, you know, Depends yeah. how this pod goes, I guess. Yeah. Well we'll see. Uh <laughs> do tell your friends. <laughs> and at Bentley no. of Adelaide, when you do listen to this. Uh, pod, uh, get in contact with us through our Instagram at just going for a drive. Nice. <laughs> or via our, our Gmail account, which Nick also emailed you from, <laughs> just going for a drive at gmail.com. Yeah, that's when the uh, $20,000 deposit was first, first mentioned. First mentioned, yeah. You can imagine how that conversation went. Yeah. She's emailed, oh, I've got a guy coming for a test drive for the Bentley. Oh, it didn't happen. This guy now wants to test drive a Ben Tager. What do you reckon, Daryl? And Daryl's come and had a look at the screen and gone, hmm. Mm. No, nah, this guy's a joker. We get about a dozen of these a week. Tell him it's 20 grand. Tell him to bring 20 grand in cash and see what he does. <laughs> no response. <laughs> As expected. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, we had a nice drive. It was a nice day, and that's what we do. We just go for a drive. Oh, and after the after we did the test drive, we both drove our separate cars to uh, Eurasia Pub. And planned this very pod. And planned this very pod that very day. But, you know, it was nice to come out of the Audi and sit back in my own car and go, yes, I've made the right choice. Because I do have to say, like, I was a bit nervous. Like, if I got in the S3 and it was amazing, then I'd be, oh, no, that's this is a lot cheaper and I could have, okay. Were you really worried about that? I wasn't very worried, to be honest. I'd done a lot of research and I'd driven the A3 and I, I knew the S3 was similar in interiors. It's got different seats, but like you say, the seats weren't, weren't that great. And Mel came along as well, patient woman that she is, endlessly patient, love you, baby. She sat in the back seat and she had the same impression. It was fine, comfortable, sort of. Yeah. Could you, could you sit there for eight hours, say, like a, a long trip to Melbourne, any more comfortable than you would in a Corolla? No, exactly. That's the thing. Mm-mm-mm. And I've, I've, I've done that f- before. And I know you shouldn't do this. This is do as I say, not as I do. But I have certainly driven a Corolla from Melbourne to Adelaide without stopping yes. and got out and felt fresh. We've mentioned this on the pod before. You <laughs> it's maniac. so comfortable. I thought you were going to start getting into. Oh, yes, I've been in the back seat of a Corolla before. And <laughs> hey, I don't want to brag, but the back seat is, uh, is a place to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it folds down. 
Yeah, yeah. astonishing. Even then, in the sedan. Yeah, even in the <laughs> even sedan. sedan. Actually, uh, folks, that... I'm not even kidding. That sounds like a zinger that the back seat falls down in a Corolla sedan, and it does, and you can fit your skis in there. Yeah, yeah. Get a Christmas tree if you want. That reminds me. We hadn't planned to talk about this. Let me know if we run out of time. I'll let you know if we run out of hard drive. Oh, my God. On a holiday one time with another family, this was uh, high school, and they had hired a Toyota... I want to say like Orion. Is that a car? Yes. Yeah. It's a kind it of was Camry. a short-lived Camry, really. It was a more powerful Camry, I reckon. Yeah. And anyway, we they had they had something in the boot, and for some reason, because it was a higher car, they didn't have the keys. They like locked it, locked the boot out, and they had to take this <laughs> to take some of the seats out of the back to get to the boot because they didn't fold down for some reason. But that is a well put together car. There's a lot of bolts. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. They had to unbolt the back seat. Unbolt like the back seat rests. Uh, yeah, it was weird. But then I guess I, you know, they, if they had let me do it, I probably would have just found the button. <laughs> there was a, there was definitely a button. I can't believe Toyota would allow. Yeah, no, that, I can't believe that either. That I'm glad happened. that I've said that. Now, out before loud. we move on from that topic, let me give you a little bonus story about being locked in the back of a car. <sighs> this is friend of the pod and an old friend of mine, Triton. He used to uh, used to do a bit of sailing in the Henley Yacht Club. And a mate of his oh, wow. had a like a tradies van, right? Uh, like a, a yeah, like a tradies van that had a cage in the back, like so you so it's like a Hilux yep. kind of thing, cool. but it's got a, like a cage that you kind of lock stuff into. And no, no, wait, not a not a tradies van, but like a Hilux, yeah, like a dual right. cab, and it's got the you know the tray in the back, but it's covered. A sensible option, like we said on a previous pod, if you need to carry stuff, get a highlight. Get a highlight. Don't get a ram. Yeah, but he's got it's got like a locked sort of version in there. And one night they have a big uh, sailing to do, and uh, his mate with the Hilux with the lockable cage sensibly didn't drive home, and really sensibly actually got himself a bit of a pillow and some blankets and slept in the back of the Hilux. All right. Yep. He woke the next morning after a big night, desperately needing to take a piss, which is fine. Unless you are locked in the back of a Hilux compartment. Because he closed the door, click, it shuts. Now he is sealed in the back of a Hilux tray locked compartment. Wow. And so while needing to do a piss, he, fortunately because he was in a tradies van, he had access to tools. He found himself a screwdriver (laughs) and had to undo something in the order of 15 to 20 bolts to get the (laughs) cage off between himself and the rest of the car to get the cage off, crawl through into the back seat, open the back door, step out into the Henley Beach car park and urinate in front of everybody going for their morning walk. Shame free. That's how badly he needed to go. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta go. Man, you can feel the urgency. Just you know, when you're doing screws, screws, and you're yeah. super hungover. Yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Topic two: hitchhikers. Hitchhikers. Let's talk about hitchhikers. Mm. Okay, well, this is a car story which actually comes from my mum and dad. Best kind. Hello, mum and dad. So my parents were driving across the Nullarbor Plain and. That is aptly named. There is nothing there. And they were stopped at a petrol station, and Dad was filling up his car. In the middle. I always like it when it's in the middle oh, of the Nullarbor. Yeah. Which is everywhere for about 2,000 Basically kilometers. in the middle, about an hour after you've left Perth. Now, for our <laughs> Colombian listener. Hello, Colombia. We know you're listening. <laughs> Buenos dias, Colombian listener. Buenos let me, noches. Let me tell you, the Colombia would fit about five or six times 
in the area in which this story took place. Not just like one on top of the other, but end to end to end. This is yeah. a really... Columbia is big, but the Nullarbor is bigger. It's so a, big. It's a big old big place. Straight. There's nothing there. Yeah. Not like Columbia. Not like you. <laughs> ah, Thanks, listener. But anyway, so they're in the middle of the Nullarbor... And a female backpacker come, comes up to my dad. The, the massive backpack on. She's, she's German. The bottom lip is trembling. And dad's, oh, God, what's going on here? She comes up and says, oh, we've, our car's broken down. We can't get out of here. The tow truck is another, like, four days away. And they've got to catch a flight from Adelaide to New Zealand. And they are, the, they're charging us $200 a night to camp here. And the they are just taking advantage of these poor German tourists because you bastards, you bastards, because they're, they're, there's nothing out there in the Nullarbor and they charge them $200 to camp like in the middle of nowhere. But anyway, what are you going to do to us in the middle of nowhere with no witnesses? Yeah. Oh, here's your $200. <laughs> yeah. Here's your 200 Australian dollar. He does. Thanks. Yeah. So anyway, it's actually a very scary situation. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you could you can see why her her lip was trembling and mm. she was she was about to burst into tears. I'm like, oh well, could we get a lift with you? And you know, dad dad's a good Samaritan, and it was <laughs> there was only ever going to be one answer. Um, like, yeah, of course, come on. And they were like, it was it was the girl and her boyfriend. Uh, they were early twenties oh. from Germany. You, you know, you can picture it Classic. yourself. I see it. You can picture it yourself. Like, oh, when you're foreign in a foreign country and you get stuck and then you get like a saviour comes along. And Gavol. Yeah. They're all pumped and they're like, oh, we can sit in the back and we can have our backpacks on our lap if you want. It's like... <laughs> Your dad's not in the Corolla at this stage, by no, the way. No, he's driving a Forturner, which is a, it's a big Toyota four-wheel drive. Oh, it's smaller than a Land Cruiser, but not much. No, it can fit backpacks in the back. It can fit backpacks easily. <laughs> so anyway, they... P- throw the backpacks in the back. Mum and Dad drive them for two days. This is how far the Nullarbor is. They drive for two days, maybe more, back to my parents' house. And the German backpackers are like, well, uh, thanks so much. They, they were really grateful, really, um, really appreciative of everything that Mum and Dad had done. And they were like, uh, we also have not enough money to finish our trip. Um, <laughs> Mum and Dad were like, no problem. You can stay with us. So they stayed Our with... Our son never calls. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Mum. He just makes I these say, podcasts. I say hello via podcasts. <laughs> um, so they stay with my mum and dad and because they've come from Germany, they're like, oh my God, this house has got space and you've got land. And and there's a... Uh, my mum and dad's house is kind of... It's not it's not very wide, but it's quite like long, I guess. And so my they slept in my old... My childhood room, Aww. which is down the other end of the house. And they got their Little own Peter bathroom. Andre posters. They're having a great time. And yeah, they, they, I think because mum and dad are retired, they've got time in their hands. I think they enjoyed it. Like, oh, oh, they got like it. a little, oh, more, more children to look after. Oh, and dad, dad did the dadly thing, like, because they, they were going to fly to New Zealand and the boy had a, um, I say boy, early 20s. The lad. The, the lad had his little tent, which he had bought in Australia, but never unfurled or put up. And Dad the was like, "Was in preparation for for New Zealand. He's going to going to camp in New Zealand, and they weren't going to charge him two hundred New Zealand dollars for the privilege." And Dad, being Dad, was like, "You gotta, you gotta put this tent up here while it's not windy and while it's not cold, because you're going to be up a mountain in New Zealand, and you're not going to be thinking clearly. Your fingers are going to be cold. Just senior statesman practicality. Yeah, just no you can argue with it." 
And then you'll have wasted your breath. Yeah, and then you'll be in New Zealand on that hill and just, oh, I wish I'd put the tent up when I was warm in Australia and I could have gone inside and if it didn't dad work out. Yeah, Nick's dad told me what yeah, to do. Nick's dad told I wish me he told to me his name. <laughs> Hi, Tim. Uh, there are some who call me Tim. Tim? <laughs> yeah, so uh, dad helped him put up the tent and they're all good. And then um, this is where the cars come back into it. They've got one more day left in Adelaide. We'd like to go have a look around Adelaide. No problem, kids. Here's the Corolla. Da-da! Bum-bum! Woo! They jump into my old Corolla. The Corolla the, the you've heard about on this legendary very Corolla. It's the back. legendary Corolla. They jump into this Corolla, which has now done 550,000 kilometers. What? <laughs> it had done 500 when you gave it back. Yeah. How did it do 50 yeah, more? They've done some, they've done some traveling on it. What? Dad's put a, a roof rack on it and puts a kayak on it. <laughs> <laughs> Salt water cannot tame this beast. <laughs> and being from Germany, they're like, oh my God, how is this car still running? Like, yeah, take that, Volkswagen. Yeah, we taught you everything, your little Porsche knows. They came to us. Das Auto. Das Auto. Das isn't Corolla. That, isn't that Audi? Could be. Could be. Could be all Vorspandurk Technik. No, so they get in the Corolla. They get in the Corolla <laughs> and they have a. They drive to Adelaide and they. The Germans are nervous <laughs> being in this Corolla that's done so many thousand kilometers. What to them is a very vintage vehicle. Yeah, like this. Like to them, they're imagining that halfway through the journey, they're going to have to shovel some coal into the engine to keep it going, keep it puttering along. But yeah, when they got back, they commented, "Wow, that's a good car." Oh, because it is. Even now, even after all those kilometers, like wow, that's yeah, it's comfortable. It's got a CD player. It's got air conditioning that like will freeze nice you. And cold. Even in Australia, so it chilly. gets you so cold. Yeah, that's Australian. Um, for you. Yeah, so that's that's the story of mum and dad picking up hitchhikers, saving the day, and once again the Corolla swoops in and just for a little little cherry on top and signs it all off. Did they get away to New Zealand? Again? Yeah, they got away to New Zealand. Mum and dad dropped them to the airport. And yeah, off they went. And they they would they will now have a story to tell of the the day they were saved by a series of Toyotas and some good Samaritans. Yeah, I love those travel stories. I was I won't I won't push it through too much. The first time I went to Paris, there was a bus strike, so I flew in, couldn't get the train from the airport to the city, then and then to the bus to the hostel where I'd booked in. So there was a bus from the airport to the city, and I sort of showed the bus driver like this street. You know, one of one of Paris's few yeah. streets that had the hostel on it. And La he Rue? Went, yeah, yeah, of course. Just get on. I got on, rode on the bus into town, got off, showed him my little hostel directory again. This was in a paper directory. This is to tell you what, what year this was. And I said, This street, Rue du Gar something. Yeah. And Station went, Street. And the bus driver went, Yeah, yeah, it's that way. And so I got out onto this long Paris boulevard. And it was just kilometres in every direction. I couldn't see the end of it. And I sort of started walking. And then the, because there was a bus strike, everyone was walking. I had a big backpack on. And I had a, one of those foldy Audi maps. And I showed a Parisian next to me. And I sort of said, oh, hey, I'm looking for this street. Is it, where am I? Like, can you just point me in the right direction? And he looked at it, did a very Parisian shake of the head and just went, oh, no. Look, I'm heading in that direction. Follow me. And so I did. A quick adjust of the beret. And you're off. He he rustled his his baguettes in his <laughs> paper bag, and straightened his stripy shirt. Then we walked the streets of Paris. A stranger who I'd met ten seconds earlier, and we walked the streets of Paris to our hostel for an hour and a half. 
Wow. Yeah. Kindness of strangers. Yeah, the the yeah, when you when you're travelling and you get a good Samaritan and they help you out, you remember them forever. That's how you make your mark. Yeah. Be nice to people. Be nice to people. That's the message of today's pod. How hard is it? Be nice. Speaking of being nice, the first first piss taker I ever (laughs) hitchhiked. Wait a minute. What pod is this? The first hitchhiker I ever picked up is I was traveling from all the way from. (laughs) It sounded like a radio DJ. We're going all the way back. We're going all the way back from. It was about a 20 minutes drive. I was, you know, had my little hatchback and I was driving to my girlfriend's house in the hills. Yeah. From like, it was a. 20 minute drive and I got out to the first sort of main road and lo and behold there was a guy there in shorts and flanny and he had a, a carton of West End <laughs> under his arm and a thumb out and I just thought well of course what am I going to do this guy looks this guy looks trustworthy so I gave him a, a good solid lift sort of you know and if you know Adelaide you're not really hitchhiking around the, the town no you can literally walk from one side of the city to He's, the other in about 20 minutes yeah he didn't want he was going southish a bit so it would have taken him Two hours. Yeah, okay. No, it would have taken him an hour, actually. <laughs> the distance I drove him, and he was drunk. <laughs> and I know he was drunk because the carton of West End was half a carton of West End. <laughs> and oh, he finished one, better. opened another one. I don't remember what we talked about, but he did give me a couple. Oh. Here you go, take one. Actually, take two. And I saw his eh? hand brush across the third and just came out with the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Okay. Uh, that was the first But still, you know, he showed his appreciation to you. He'll remember you. You clearly remember him. Big shout Be out nice. to West End hitchhiker guy. Yeah. Hit us up on my Instagram <laughs> at just going for a drive. I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll remember the incident. If you do get back in contact, two West Ends are on me. Oh, look at you. Anyway, just, I'm just giving and giving. Oh, okay. You ever hitchhiked? Um yeah, I have actually, yeah. I I used to work at Mount Buller which is a ski resort, and uh, I used to do a bit of ski instructing. In my, in my that own. way! <laughs> yeah, Down! Was, there's only one way you can do it. Let's that's, that's face it, it's not a lot of training. Well, in Mount Buller, there's only one road up and down the mountain, so it's very safe to hitchhike, and especially when you're wearing the staff uniform and it's the first thing in the morning, people see you and they're like, well, we better get this guy up the hill so that we can enjoy our... Time in the snow. Um, so it was. it's very easy to hitchhike. I want this guy there to tell me which direction I have to go on the mountain. Yeah. Is it up or down? Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't don't belittle the craft. <laughs> no, belittle it. Is that it, what they called you? Yeah, belittle it all you want. It was, it was rubbish. But anyway, <laughs> hitchhiking is very much part of Mount Buller. It's, it's accepted. And for our Colombian listener, hitchhiking is not common in Australia. It's Actually, our Colombian listener and our Belgian listener... Two. Yeah. And those two people from Turkey, hello, <laughs> in, but in, in Turkish, don't hitchhike in Australia. You've probably heard of hitchhiking in Australia through the news and the terrible, terrible, terrible things that happen. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of open space here. Mm. But Mount Buller, safe. Safe. Especially if you've got the staff uniform on, you're up and down that mountain. Usually like one or two cars would go past at the most. Usually the Bastards. first one will stop. Yeah. When they when a car drives past, ah, oh, bloody tourist. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, the the great thing about Mount Buller is, as as with a lot of ski resorts, people tend to be a little moneyed, and they have nice cars drifting up and down the up and down the hills, and they, it's lovely to see them struggle with the snow chains, trying to put them very carefully over Mercedes wheels. <laughs> Don't scratch my wheels, dear. <laughs> I actually got a ride one time in a in an Audi TT. Oh, <gasps> it was a TT. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, got a lift up in an Audi TT, and I felt really bad because it was it's a small car and mm. it's hard to little coupe. Like, I'm wearing a massive Mount Buller staff jacket. I'm carrying my backpack, which has all my stuff in it for the day, and yeah, I'm sitting on the on the seat with the yeah, and oh yeah, what was even more um, <laughs> awkward about it because you know I I'm I'm very courteous of other people. I don't like to put anyone out. But the <laughs> the guy that picked me up, his wife got out and sat in the back oh. so that I could sit in the front with my oh. bag. There's a back? Yeah, it's a small back. It's kind of like the fake back of the Porsche 911. Right. It's like there is seats, but they're not... They're more just for looks. It's you're, area. You're supposed to put a bag on them or somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, a bag or a small dog. You can't really fit a person. Maybe this guy was just showing off the petite size of his wife. Look, she fits in the back of an Audi TT. Incredible. Uh, <laughs> I guess. I. Oh, this made it even more awkward. Yeah. Boy, it sure is hot with these layers on. <laughs> I better pull over. Does the air conditioner work <laughs> in this thing? <laughs> Yeah, so I've hitchhiked a number of times. But yeah, only in Mount Buller. Uh, for that reason, I guess I have picked up a hitchhiker because I had recently returned from Mount Buller and I saw a hitchhiker and I oh, yeah, I'll pick up a hitchhiker. Mm, mm. But yeah, after I, after I did it, uh, I, f- I felt a bit like, oh, that, maybe that was a bit risky to do. Like when you're in the Barossa, it's like you don't really have to walk very far to go and when to it's the just next town. You- yeah, when it's just you. Picking up a drunk guy with half a carton yeah, of in. Yeah, we wouldn't recommend it. No. So there's another lesson from today's pod. Be nice, but maybe don't pick up hitchhikers unless they are on the... On Mount Buller on with Mount staff Buller. on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have someone else in the car. Have someone else in the car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've picked up a shorter hitchhiker than that. Yeah. This is probably the point in this podcast life where I get to do the big reveal on what car I drive. I can't wait. I'm going to settle back with my drink. So we've debated how we're going to sort of reveal and or talk about our cars. We don't want to do them as feature cars because it's, it's too indulgent and it's over too quickly or it's too much, both too much and too little. So we're going to, I think we're going to settle into sprinkling in little like stories. So I pull up to a service station. Yep. It's, it's my local service station, actually. It's the one at the top of the street. And I've, I'm out, I'm by myself. I've been somewhere that night and I'm on the way home. I'm getting some petrol. So I pull into the service station and this is the kind of thing that happens to my car all the time. Mm. Probably every time I take it out, just going for a drive, I pull up to the service station, I pull up sort of somewhere and I'm filling it up and I hear from the pump next to me, a young man goes, he would have been... 20 at the most and this is old as well for the was kind a german of... was he no <laughs> no and you'll see why in a minute okay he comes around the pump and goes oh is that an r33 skyline oh the reveal the reveal the nissan skyline the gtst not the gtr the gtst rear wheel drive single turbo six cylinders of just <sighs> japanese domestic market fun it is a fun car yeah it's a fun car it rattles it's at about two hundred and thirty thousand k's a lot for one of those yeah. yeah and it's doing fine great yep i take it out for a drive every weekend and i love it yeah the, di- the dynamics are great i sit right in the center of the wheels oh. the engine sounds great mm. it sounds a lot louder than an s4 and also pretty much anything else out there that's yeah. the only thing that's really been modified on it is it's got a louder exhaust, the, the sure. biggie one, yeah, which yeah. is neither here nor... It seemed silly when I got it, and now I'm just used to it, so whatever. This guy comes around the pump, oh, wow, and starts telling me all about it. Did you know 
that the now I'm going to get the the model number wrong the the VL probably maybe or VN Commodore what, uh, did you know that a Commodore had the same engine as this during the 80s I the didn't Skyline and the Commodore they shared the RB engine oh. and if we want to not go down too much car nerdy stuff we have to stop right here yeah we shared enthusiasm i said yes it's great i love it it's fun i get to talk to people it's really good his girlfriend is there sitting in the in the passenger seat of his own mitsubishi magna kind of looking and waiting uh what's he doing we'll call him darren what's darren doing and not his real name not his real name and she gets out and how you going yes i'm good i'm just filling up i just go for a drive and darren says can we go for a spin and i didn't have anything better to do so i said Yes. Great. Girlfriend gets in the back of the Nissan Skyline, which is very roomy. That's part of the reason I bought it. It needed to be able to fit a child in the back. Not a child's seat, but as soon as Charlie was old enough not to have a child's seat, boom. Yeah, he's in. There, He was in. And and lucky lad that he, that he is. Uh, she gets in the back. Darren gets in the front. And we go for about a 10 or 15, no, Maybe a twenty minute just drive up and down the hills. Yeah. And Darren told me how to how to drive it. <laughs> oh, that's enjoyable. <laughs> how to how to do various things. And we ended up driving past his house for some reason. I can't remember why. Just he wanted to kind of rev it up for a mate of his out out the I was doing doing the revving and the driving. Pull yeah, up sure. out here and just really, you know, rev it up. Oh, it's uh. great. <laughs> Fine, that's cool. I took him back to the service station. Uh we said our goodbyes and I went home. The next day i'm driving around with charlie and mel charlie's in the back and he leans in the charlie leans in the front and goes whose phone is this uh. the girlfriend had left her phone behind ah ah and i had to, <laughs> I had to turn around to my son and say you know that i picked up two strangers from the petrol station and then drove them around for fun last <laughs> night and charlie had to accept that that was a normal thing to do mel <laughs> was also pretty perplexed it's not something I'd, I'd recommend, but eh, whatever. Who's Sharon? I'm here to tell her. Here to tell the tale. Because we'd driven past his mate's house to rev it up, I yeah. knew where his house was. And I went, let's just go and drop it in. <laughs> so we drove That's to his great. house, which is a very nice house and a very nice suburb. Two-story Victorian veranda around the place. Oh, nice. And knock on the door and a very, uh, let's say, I want to say disappointed, but I'm going to go with unsurprised father. Uh, okay. I opened the door. Yeah. Yes. I said, does Darren live here? Yes. So he was checking out my car last night. And I think he's, he or his girlfriend might have left. Is, is this his phone? Might have left the phone in my car. I'm picturing him as a kind of a Leslie Nielsen type character. The gray hair of like, yes, what can I do for you? He was exactly that. Yeah, great. He was, but not funny. Completely straight eyed. And I also brought Mel and Charlie with me to kind of go, look. I'm also, I've either a family man or I've kidnapped one. But I'm you have normal. to accept on face value that I'm a, an, an old man who's bringing back a phone. Yeah. And Darren turned up and he looked very much the morning after. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi. Oh, cheer, cheers. That's actually Sharon's. Yeah. Oh, yeah thanks, uh, Dad. And Dad's just looking at him and looking at me going, what? I've worked my whole life to move into this fancy house and, and look like Leslie Nielsen with this amazing haircut. And here's my son just... Into cars. I feel like maybe that's what I'm going to feel like one day. But yeah. yeah, that's that's the line under my hitchhiker story. But that's the kind of attention that the Nissan Skyline gets. It's great. Constantly. It's a great car. It's like you are the friend of a famous person. Skyline is famous. And you're like, oh, do you know the Skyline? 
Yeah, I'm actually pretty good friends with him if you want to have a... <laughs> you laugh, but I'll, I'll give one more story and then we'll move on to the feature car. Oh. We went to, we being uh, the little family, Mel and Charlie and I, we went to Horizons Car Meet at Ooh, the nice. Brickworks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last Saturday... Not Saturday no, before last? Yeah, Saturday before last, because yeah. last Saturday was where we had were a great not time. driving Bentley. <laughs> no. Yeah. But anyway. we had a great time at Horizons. Great. We finished up and we went to uh, went for a drive down Hindley Street to the Hindley Street McDonald's. I wasn't going to drive through because there's a Ferrari shop opposite that and the boys wanted to get out and have a look yeah. and so did I. Yep. We walk in, into the McDonald's. To get ourselves some ice cream cones, get the boys some ice cream cones. Yeah, the Ferrari and dealership love it when you grab an ice cream cone and stroll it was right nighttime. in the doors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we will give a sneeze ice cream all over the windows. But we walk inside, and then I hear, "Is that your black skyline?" <laughs> I turn around. Yes, it is. Ah, oh, I drive the grey one. I live in I live in the hills as well. Oh, the other one. The other one. Ah, oh, cool. He and this lad, well, this lad, no, now not a lad. He and I used to pass each other on the way to the school drop-off. He would be coming one way, I'd be going another, and we'd wave to each other every single morning, and he remembered, and he remembered the car, and I remember his car, and I asked him how it was going, and he said he'd lost his license for 12 months, because that's what kind of people drive Nissan Skylines. Yeah, good. Yeah, but excuse me, is that the black skyline from the hills? Yes, it is. No, it is. Yeah. Oh, it's just that's super cool. fun. Yeah, that's yeah. What... It's, it starts conversations, doesn't it? And not Endless. just with the guy that owns the other no, skyline. Just people want to talk to you about it or tell you about it. or. And the the best part, the, the thing that I enjoy most about it is when you drive past some kids oh. and they give you the big, yeah. The spinny wheelie yeah, finger. Dewey, dewey, dewey. The signal and uh, and you oblige. Every single time. I've, I've promised Mel that I won't do it unless I actually see someone <laughs> doing it. Not just like, there's a 10-year-old. <laughs> and they, they fall over screaming. That only happened a couple of times and I promised to stop doing it. Yeah, and, and only, on. only in the car from now on. Yeah. Let's move on. To Feature a, car. To another Japanese hero. <sighs> you know what it is. It's the Honda NSX. I found out what that stood for today. Go on. It stands for New Sport... Shit, I forgot. New Sport Experience? Experiment. Experimental. Okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it and I'm not going to Google it. I am not going to fact check that at all. Ah, oh, the NSX. Oh, what a beautiful machine. So and what a, what a blip in Honda's history. Like, Honda reliably make reliable cars. The best. But very rarely, like... Whoa! Exciting. But every now and again, they surprise you. Now, just because we've started out here, we're saying, yeah, Honda really make exciting cars. Your Civic lovers and your Acuras and your Integras lovers are going to sort of come out and say that no, those are exciting what about cars. These too. Ones? And we're not disputing that. No. Those aren't weren't made to compete with Ferrari. Yeah, this is a car made to be in the upper echelons of supercardom, mm. like your Ferraris. Your Porsche 911s, your Lamborghinis. What right does Nissan have to bring this car out? Honda. Honda, sorry. What right does what right does Nissan have exactly. to, to copy Honda's NSX and bring, <laughs> and bring the same car out to market? I'll tell you, they have no right. But yeah, Honda, they have no right to be competing against those marks. But they did it so well. It's such a like iconic car. Car, it's a it's a very it's a square boxy thing. 
I don't know. It's fun. It's, it's gorgeous. It's, it's stir- it stirs something. It reminds me that, that when you see the back of it, it's a long, it's just like a long, straight line. It's like the Testarossa. Yeah, I was going to say. Wide, yeah, yeah. flat line that just says, this is just business. You're going to be looking at this and it's going to be shrinking. Yeah, it's going to be shrinking. Into it's going to be shrinking. It's probably going to have like those kind of pink and purple taillight streams yeah. that just come out of it. That's what the H stands for in the middle. Horizon. Ooh, <laughs> and there's going to be like synth pop playing and yes. you know, silhouettes of palm trees flying over your head. It's going to be so 90s and techno and yeah. And what's in this coffee? Oh, so good. But yeah, the NSX, it's, a, it's a, I think what Honda did so well with it when they brought it out, they put the time and effort into the development phase and when it, when it was launched, it was polished mm. and it was fast and it didn't have the big engines that Ferrari or Lamborghini yeah. had, but it was just as fast. It was mid-engined. It's a three litre, 3.2 in the later editions, three litre V6. Yeah. With the VTEC, you know, the Honda Special. Yeah, the Honda Special VTEC, which they still use. They still use in, the, it's in our family cars. Great. Yeah, yeah. V- VTEC is like it makes the fast go better at all different spots. Yeah, it's variable valve timing, ignition sequence. The lobes like are yeah. kind of they're off kilter, so that means they can move back and forth to get various torque curves and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty complex, and we don't know how it works. But you know, it's, it, uh, it either sounds like we definitely know how it works, or if you're listening, it sounds like we definitely don't. Know. If you know how it works, we don't understand. Right in. Yeah, no, we're happy to stir, <laughs> stir angry in people. I, uh, I know how that works. Oh. But yeah, the NSX is a it's a beautiful little car, and yeah, like I say, it was a blip. Honda brought it back again in the similar sort of style of like it's a blip. Here, yeah. here's the NSX. Like for a few years, here it is, and you better be quick because it's disappearing. And they don't make it now, do they? No, they don't it's make discontinued. it. It just, just came up. They've got it into Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie, the second one. Into one of the Iron the, Man... The original NSX? No. The new one? The new oh, one. okay, yeah. He sort of, Iron Man rolls up in the new one because uh. that was a hybrid. That was the first yeah. like, oh, okay, we're going hybrid. Yeah. And it's sort of like, oh, wow, new Honda, and then blip. Yeah, mm. but it, it, it doesn't have the magic of the first one. No. I've got a story to illustrate that. When the new one came out, there's a Honda dealership up one of the car dealership roads sort of nearby yeah. here. And they had that, it was a showroom, kind of wedgie showroom, and they got like the, the one little car spot, the feature spot at the front. And the new one was parked there. It was white. The new one was parked there, and behind it was a white old NSX. NSX. Yeah. And I drove past that, that dealership two or three times, each time going, oh, my God, NSX looking at the old one. Yeah. Not and just really not registering the fact that there was the new one parked there because it just has that same boring it's shape. It's boring the new one. It's You're like, right. It, yeah. I, we talked about this before, didn't we? Like it's shaped like the McLarens all are or like a yeah, it's the Huayra, a, no, not Huayracan, but like a few different Ferraris that I can't remember the names of. Yeah. It's a unit of Supercar. supercar. Yeah. Yeah. Get I, in. Yeah. I saw one in the Crown Complex in Melbourne. There's a little area in the Crown Complex that has like like luxury brands sort of scattered about the place like uh Bulgari and Rolex and that sort of stuff to make to make people go and gamble and lose their money and <laughs> never be able to afford those things ever. Look, if you if you're smart enough to leave the casino with your cash, maybe you're in the market for these things. <laughs> maybe you could impulse buy a 
NSX, which was uh, sitting in the forecourt there. And yeah, I, I felt the same thing. Like when I saw it, being the car fanatic that I am, I was oh, wow, the NSX in the flesh. I can go and touch it. But it, it didn't buzz me. It was just like the S3, I guess. It was nice, but it wasn't like... It's a unit of supercar. Yeah, it's a unit of supercars. I think very, I'm going to keep saying nice. that a lot on this podcast. It's a unit of... Yeah, because cars need to be special. They need to have... Like, you can't bring out a new car and instantly have a story attached to it or memories attached to it, but it needs to it needs to stir something in you. You need to have an, that attraction to it. Yeah, there needs there's something sort of extra to it. I remember the first one I ever saw rolling around Adelaide was a yellow one with a black... It has a, the, the top is black, and quite often they get specced like this, where the, yeah. the body is a certain colour and then the top is black. Yeah, so manufacturers yellow. are doing that even today to sort of like, oh, look, we can do a black roof, it's sporty. Yeah, the gazoo yeah. does that. Yeah, it, and it works. Yeah, it looks yeah, great. It looks cool. This one had the, the number plate, 9mm, 9mm, you know, oh, like the handgun. <laughs> and I just, it all came together for me because it was like, this is a Japanese car, which at that time, Japanese are very, you know, quality and reliable mm-hmm. and yep. a little bit zippy but not this fl- not, not flamboyant no, no but accessible yeah if it's accessible. japanese it's definitely just going to be cheap and even as i was sitting there looking at this amazing sort of yellow it was a supercar yeah i, I suddenly felt closer to it yeah much closer than could it. i afford one of these exactly yeah that's what yeah. makes the that, that's why i really like the nissan skyline because mm. it always wasn't like Oh, so maybe someday I'll drive a Porsche 911. It was like, oh my god, a Jap- a cheap Japanese car is cheap. I could get it. I could get yeah. it. It's achievable. And this this nine millimeter car was just that too. Like, wow, look how just cool it is. Yeah, I like the bravery to reference the small penis as well. <laughs> Driving a sports car, you got nine millimeter written on it. I think in you brave doing. move. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Imagine imagine <laughs> hitting that back over the net. Uh, is that your penis size? Yep. Yep. <laughs> do you want to go for a ride? You can drive. Yeah, cool. Boing. You're the best person ever. That would work. Yeah. Yeah, so the NSX, it's a great car. And and, and can I can I talk about the video? Oh, the video. Yes. God, speaking of. Escape from Stockholm. This was a viral video before the term viral video existed. And it was viral in the sense of like car nuts knew about it and you had to really search it out. It wasn't like, it was like it wouldn't pop up in your feed or anything like that. You had to know about it. You, you would get to, it on Napster. Y- yeah, or you'd have to, someone would give you a USB with it on. And Escape from Stockholm was a guy who had an NSX and he's just absolutely burning around the streets of Stockholm and escaping police. He's doing it at like... The first light on a Sunday morning. Yeah, super early. Yeah. And he's just driving around the city, a beautiful city. I mean, Stockholm's one of my favorite cities. It's beautiful. Mm. Cobblestone streets everywhere, which as a Japanese Honda, it's got good suspension. And you know you're going to can trust it over the cobblestones. And he's driving a car in a way in which... We fantasize about driving a car like it's a you're in a game. movie. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Like he's he's driving this car like he is the lead in a Bond film, and he's and Bond is finally driving a decent Japanese car. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's it's so much fun. If you haven't seen it, I recommend checking it out. It'll be um, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah it'll be on be. YouTube definitely. But by, it's by extremely now. 
just hideously dangerous. Oh, and yeah, and, and, and so illegal. Mm. And yeah, it's just this rich guy who has an NSX and he was showing up the police with like, you can't catch me. No. I've got the one NSX in Scotland. 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 Sweden. Yeah. And look how, <laughs> look where I'm going after this, suckers. <laughs> you Swedish assholes. I'm going to Scotland, he says, boarding a ferry to Milan. <laughs> and then he sent the yeah. NSX to Amsterdam, which really shitted things up. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be great on the canals. Oh, you can imagine the NSX going over the little bridges in Amsterdam. And I can. Yeah, you can. So you can see it. Yeah, you can. And then you'll be able to park it afterwards. And you don't need a reverse camera because the technology didn't exist, but you didn't need it because it had a window. Great you glass house. Yes, yeah, so you're just sitting up nice and high. It's lovely. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful car. I'll tell this one last NSX story. The last one I saw was this NSX R. Which is, I'm not super sure. Super rare. Super rare. Super lightweight. It's the race. Probably what the R stands for. Version, I guess. Rare. I don't know what makes it this. But there's actually one for sale at Richmond's Motor Group. Oh, great. A great car yard. Great car yard. Really nice place to go. I mean, we, uh, yeah. I think we've talked about this before. but We have talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just a nice place to go. No need to, to cover it again, be. but it's great. It's, it's lovely. Hello, Richmond's. We love your work. And we also, there's, there's the NSXR there. NSXs, if you want to look one of them up on car sales, they are, as I did today, they're between probably about 120 for an automatic. Why would you? To uh, You could get one for $180,000. Wow. Yeah. Not cheap. Man, no, not, not cheap, cheap. But a manual supercar. Anyway, or you could get an NSXR for $700,000. Oh, that's a big step. Yeah. And this was the one where we went to the car yard. It's more than a Bentley. It's, yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't let you test drive it, though. This is the one where we went, went there and there was a, a new Porsche GT3 and, and my son walked straight past it to take photos of the NSXR, which was signed by the people who were on the production line which built it because the guy who owns it took it to Japan on an NSX anniversary tour, shipped it over there, had a day or two. and He's got every fuel. I was talking to the guy at at Richmond's. He's got every fuel receipt that it's ever had. That is fastidious. And I have met him. I didn't realize this. Oh, yeah. yeah, But at at a Cars and Coffee a few years ago, there it was. NSX, red body, black roof, white wheels. And okay. a, 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 just a little neat Japanese man with brown leather gloves was sort of standing by it. And I got talking to him. Beautiful car. Yes, thank you very much. It's from Japan. Yes, I imported it over. Amazing. But we were cut short because it didn't start raining, but there was just that slight drizzle, like a mist, like someone mm. had sprayed a spray bottle nearby. Yeah. Anyway, he leapt in his car and drove off very quickly. Nope, there will be no rain. I love this story, and I love this man. He is who I aspire to be. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I tell it. He's your hero. Yeah, he, he absolutely is my hero. He is he is the Miyagi to my karate kid. I don't know. Uh, I don't Ralph know Machio? Ralph, is that him? He's the Mi- Ralph Miyagi Mouth. to my Ralph Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we will do no further research. <laughs> Write in and complain. Do you think Escape from Stockholm is where the Honda got its ads from? You know, Dream oh. the Impossible Dream? Everyone hates ads, universally. Sure. However, that ad is an exception to prove the rule. I love that ad. Now, for this, for those who haven't seen it, it, it's almost worth searching up. It's a Honda ad, and it's not really selling anything apart from the idea of Honda. And this mustachioed sort of man yeah. starts out... It's when they're in Formula One. That's they, right. Yeah, going through the cars, through the eras. But he starts out on like a, a little bike or something. He starts on every era yeah. of Honda, and he starts yeah. singing Dream the Impossible Dream as he's going through yeah, and streets the song and builds to a crescendo, and, oh. and he just he 
flies off a cliff and then comes up in a hot air balloon that says Honda. It's a it's a fun ad that yeah. Yeah, yeah the moustache and the scarf and the breeze. He's who you want to be. Th- yeah. He's who you want to be, except for he's got like a Porsche coverall on him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's not getting dirty. Yeah, no, 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 no. You can't get dirty. Jesus. <laughs> no, no, not around not around a car. I said, Jesus, get away from my car. <laughs> yeah. Hey, sorry, man. Getting blood all over it. <laughs> don't touch it. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't bless it again. Oh, it's fine. God, don't put holy water on it. You're making it, you're making it dirty. <laughs> Wipe it off. <laughs> Give me that shout of true. Shout of true in. Bloody hell. Anyway, that's that's enough historical references. I reckon. Um, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon so. I've had a great drive. Before we sign off completely, the story I do want to tell about Hondas is that there's a couple of friends of my mum's. Oh, yes. Please tell this story. One of them is a bit uh, is an old guard of Adelaide. They've got money. Okay. And Old money. Uh, old money. Yeah. Nice old money, though. And sure. she went through a phase of buying every... Honda that came out, every performance Honda that came out. Oh, wow. So she went from, I guess, what was the first one? The Prelude. Prelude. And then she got an Integra. Integra. Yeah, Yeah, that was fine. And then as she went through them, the the partner would get the Prelude, the partner would get the Integra. Uh, Partner's getting the hand-me-downs. Before you get excited, she didn't go to the NSX. But she did go to the S2000. A great car. Which is just, and yeah. I, got to, I got to move it from the back garage around to the front. Oh, wow. One day. A treat. I treasure that memory because I... Very slowly on the crunchy gravel. At, at the last bit, yes. But on the real roads, I just remember slotting in there and having that real feeling Short of throw, quality. Short throw gears. I didn't even get past third. You wouldn't need to. Didn't didn't need to. I yeah. felt it. I knew it. And it had thin little seats that are apparently extremely comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what did your ass say about it? My ass said, well, these are family friends. They'll understand. <laughs> I got overexcited. I absolutely agree. I've never... I've never had the um, pleasure of driving the S two thousand, but I've always in, I've always appreciated them. What I like about them is they are so small. They don't try. They don't try and show off. They're just yeah, small but perfectly formed. They're beautiful little things. I'm sure there's a theory about why S two thousands are not as ubiquitous as, as MX fives. Yeah, I guess the price is a bit inhibited. They were they are more expensive than the MX five. Oh, okay. I, I when they first came out. And I think they. There was a period, maybe about 10 years ago, when the S2000 was relatively cheap secondhand, but that period has ended, and yeah, they are, they are what, expensive yeah. again. That's what happens when the fun car is cheap. Cheap yeah. asses buy them and kill them. Yeah. yeah, and then they become rare, and then the ones that are still surviving are, yeah, yeah. you got to have a few coins to rub together. Yeah, Mahin, keep a hold of that Prelude. Prelude, keep a hold of it. It's a good car. It's, it will return its value. Don't, don't worry about that. You heard it here first. <laughs> Nick will even sign it for you. Oh, that'll... Nick's car. <laughs> that'll keep the value going down. <laughs> <laughs> He'll sign near it. Yeah, I'll sign it in the glove box on a piece of paper <laughs> that can be removed at cost. At cost. Great. I'm going to go Google NSX. You should. It's surprisingly tempting. Do you know what? I'm also going to Google the S2000. I wonder yeah. which one will be more accessible. Mm. We'll find out. You'll find out. Go the NSXs are definitely in better quality. What are you going to find in an S2000? I wonder what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll report back. Next time. Oh, wow. I've had a great drive. I've had a great drive too. All right. We'll see you next week when we... 
Go for another drive. Of course. Yeah, I love going for a drive. We might not see you next week. Are we doing weekly now? Uh, well, let's next cut time. this out. We'll, we'll see you next <laughs> we'll see time. You sometime. Listen, just chill out. Just chill out. Don't just, worry just about it. Just be cool. Cool. And pull over. We'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. Just got another hour of quality content. <laughs> Savor it. Yeah. Listen to it again. And if you don't listen to it, put us on in the background while you're pottering around the house. And give it five stars. And just write to us. Just going for a drive at gmail.com. And you know what? Let's check the email. <laughs> If you have written to us, we will. We promise we'll mention you next week's pod. But if you hit up the Instagram that I'm starting to post to now because I'm enjoying posting good stuff, things, yep. at just going for a drive. Good. I'm good. All right. See you next time. See you next time. Can't wait for the next drive. <laughs>